Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and I want to talk a little bit more about the intimate nature of the house call. So um, I do a lot of house calls in my personal practice. I'm shifting more towards being in locations, which is going to be nice, uh, but there are several things you have to consider, especially when you're a female, uh, when you're going to start doing a house call style practice. So um, it can be very interesting when you're going into people's homes. You never know, know what you're going to walk into. You never know the quality of the owner or the people that are going to be there. Um, so these are a couple of things that I've picked up throughout the years that I think it might be worthwhile for you to consider. So first and foremost, be polite. Um, if you do not have a booking software, um, I personally use Square. Um, uh, there are other ones like Vigaro and stuff like that, but make sure you have a software that reminds people of their appointment. I find nowadays people don't carry around the calendar. Uh, sometimes they have a calendar on their phone, but most of the time we're running, running, running all around and they forget about their appointment. So I really do recommend you ten, uh, send them a text and an email reminder uh, that you are on your way because the last thing I want for you is for you to drive over an hour to an appointment and then not to be there uh, because that is a lot of wasted time. So do invest in a software that will send those reminders about appointments for you. Um, there are a couple that I have already mentioned, but I really do recommend you do that. And then I personally, I do send reminders, but I also send a complimentary text when I'm on my way. So I say, hey, just want to let you know I'm on my way to your house. Um, I will be there estimated time. So when you do that, you show up to the house. Um, I do recommend that you park your car on the sidewalk, not in the driveway or anything like that, because you don't want to run into the very awkward scenario where somebody needs to leave and you're in their way. Um, so I do recommend that. I try to park in the shade and then I, before I get out of the car, I write down my mileage and I try and briefly glimpse at my notes from the visit prior. So that way I know this pet, know what's going on with them, and I can kind of uh, gauge what I need to do for this animal. Um, then from there, um, uh, if it's a new patient, I have like a new patient packet that I bring with me. I have like a little baggie and I put some materials in there. Um, I also put my referral slip in there. So if it's not signed, I remember, oh, this is a new patient and I need to get this signed because I'm going to pull everything out. Um, so I do recommend that you have everything you need with you before you go into the appointment. Now, once you walk up to their house, it's an uh, intimate situation, so you don't want to ring their doorbell um, if they have a baby or something like that. So um, if you want to text them when you're at the door or their dog's uh, crazy when you ring the doorbell, uh, send a friendly, like, hey, I'm at the door, uh, text message or something like that. Um, and then I do recommend that instead of standing right at the door, Take a couple steps back and stand down on the stairs. Now this seems like a really weird thing, but you don't want to have an aggressive posture with a new animal owner. So I do recommend that you take a couple steps back because you don't know what um, background they're from. A lot of different cultures have different requirements on spacing. Uh, plus we have you know some newfound things going on in the world that affect spacing. Um, so I do recommend that you be mindful of that and you take a couple steps back. 
once they answer the door, uh, introduce yourself, give a handshake if you can, um, and then I recommend you go into their house and you take off your shoes. I personally do this because I walk around in boots. I don't like tying my shoes every single day, so I switch quickly to boots, but I wear my horse boots so they can be dirty and I don't want to muddy their house when I'm walking through them. So take off your shoes and uh, be polite because that's their house and you don't want to make it all messy. I do recommend that you're working on an animal as well to try and get them in an open area, not a closed room, so the animal feels like they are um, at a place where they can get away if they need to. Um, I like to use a little bit of carpeted space in a big open room, usually the den. And I like to have the animal owners kind of like sit on a piece of furniture petting their animal's head while you do the initial consult. This puts the animal at ease, makes it feel like, oh, just a friend's coming over. And uh, this is really, really helpful. So that way, while you talk, the animal can get acquainted with you. Um, before you get started, of course, you know, try if the animal's really nervous, have some treats handy that the animal likes. I don't bring treats anymore because so many allergies, but say uh, to the animal owner, hey, do you have any cookies or anything that he likes? So that way I can introduce myself and make it a positive experience. Um, then you can go ahead and conduct your examination after you've, you know, had the animal talk or animal owner, excuse me, talk to you about what's going on. Um, I first start with, you know, I have the cookies, I check range of motion, I try and do reflexes, something that's not going to be annoying to the animal to start off with. And then as I assess the animal's disposition, if I need a muzzle, I can do that or I can start actually palpating. Now, as I move through the appointment, I try and explain as I go what's going on. Sometimes the animal's just not working with me, so I say, okay, uh, your animal's trying to tell me this hurts and they want it fixed right now, so I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Um, I do most of my own handling, but if you have a handler trying to have them restrain the animal, do everything you need to do. Let the animal go. Let them go outside if they need to. Let them get away. Then talk to the owner about what you need to say. Um, a lot of your times, I don't have the luxury of talking through an adjustment while I'm doing it. I say, okay, give me a second. Let me fix everything. Then we'll talk about it after. And that's what the new patient packet is for. Um, so I do recommend that you kind of go in that order. Say, okay, I'm going to examine your animal. If they'll let you talk about what you find, say, okay, I'm going to fix stuff now. Please don't talk to me. Let me go ahead and get through this. And then we'll talk about it later. And then you do your report of findings after. Now, after the appointment, I do recommend that you ask the owner if they have any questions. Um, it's not every day that they meet someone that does what you do. So allow them the opportunity to ask that. Um, since it is a house call, they kind of, you're a captive audience for them and many times they have very many questions that they want answered um, and you want to make the animal owner feel heard. You don't want to just show up and provide the service. You want to make the animal owner feel heard and you want to provide them as much value as possible. So a lot of times uh, I can adjust an animal in five minutes but I actually stay for an appointment about 20 minutes because I'm just trying to uh, talk to the animal owner and build a relationship with them because they're the ones paying the bill at the end of the day So I need to also have a relationship with them So ask about what they do or you know what sport their animal competes in or you know just something a common interest um, Of course try not to make anything about you just talk about them uh, Politely say thank you so much for your time and collect payment um, And then I do recommend that when you leave uh, you do all your notes in the car I used to be a person where I would bring in my iPad to take notes during the appointment and I stopped doing that. Because in healthcare I noticed that 
I couldn't adequately take care of someone if I was trying to take notes at the same time. I would just be staring at my screen and kind of half listening to them while they were talking to me. So I personally do the full appointment, save some extra time at the end of the appointment, and I do my notes in the car. Um, I finish everything and then I head to my next appointment. Obviously, I can't get backlogged that way, but I find that you get a better customer experience. Uh, so I do recommend that you do it that way. Now, if you are a single female traveling by yourself, this is going to be the serious part of the episode where you seriously need to consider your safety. If you are in a state that allows you to get a CHL, a concealed handgun license, I do recommend that you think about it and strongly consider it. I've had some very questionable people that I've showed up to their house and been very thankful that I left alive. And I know that sounds awful, but as a single white female that is not really intimidating as far as stature goes, um, I'm putting myself at risk every time I do a house call, especially if I'm by myself. I also want to consider that I have a name tag so people can identify me and also like say a medical alert bracelet or something on my phone uh, that people can identify me with and potentially call emergency services if I'm ever in say, uh, you know, a horse kicks me or a dog bites me or I'm incapacitated for whatever reason if I have a health condition. Uh, these are things you need to uh, consider because a lot of times you don't have someone going with you. You're by yourself and there's bad uh, connection to your uh, your cell phone service and it's it's a risk going out so that's why I'm transitioning to locations because it's safer that way um, I also do recommend that you know how to identify different kinds of people so if you can read some psychology textbooks and uh, understand how to deal with different types of people try and be as agree as agreeable as possible because you're going to get some argumentative people that uh, sometimes it's really dicey and uh, you're not trying to go against anything maybe their vet said or what they have said in the past. I've encountered people with memory problems and they get upset with me. They're like, well, you told me this and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, uh, try not to get into it with anyone. You want the experience to be as positive as possible. So um, I hope this episode gave you a little bit of insight as to a house call practice. And it's very different in a uh, location. Um, but these are some considerations you may need to have when you are considering a house call practice because it's a lot of time, it's a lot of energy, and it's very, very intimate. So you get to know people a lot better uh, than, say, you know, their vet does because you get to see their actual home environment that these dogs are living in, and it's sometimes very questionable. Um, so... I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know how I'm doing by leaving me a review um, or commenting or engaging with us at Making Strides for Animal Gyro on Facebook or Instagram. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great week in practice. Talk soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.